Good morning, Wiffle Nation, and welcome to your Friday morning edition of the Holy Commutes podcast. My name is Justin Tompkins, and I will be taking you through today's episode. My only appearance of the season happens to be the season finale, so obviously I am the most important person on this network. (laughs) Just kidding. I couldn't even finish that. Um, Anyway. I uh, I have only one topic today, one topic, one topic only. I'm going to try not to ramble, but, um, you know, me, I get into a rambly sort of phase when I do these things. So, uh, I'll start it off. It's, um, you know, it's great to see all of these leagues getting started. It's the end of April now, um, you know, Mid-Atlantic got started, um, our new upstate New York Wiffle Ball League, and the old Hessfield guys, the Electric City Wiffle, um, which every time I hear that name, I think it's in Scranton, but hey, anyway, (laughs) um, you know, it's great to see kind of the rebirth of spring, it's getting warmer, all that stuff, you know. And this is really, you know, tis the season. I know HRL started last week, so I'm happy everyone's getting back in the swing of things. That being said, that is not going to be my topic today. Uh, My topic is pretty much the exact opposite of that. And that is, and I'll just get right into it. Um, I am for pretty much as far as any sort of national involvement goes uh, out of Wiffleball. I have kind of been making that move for the last couple of years. Had a kid, you know, got married, COVID happened, had to be careful around the kid. Um, You know, not exactly how I wanted that all to play out, but here we are. And, you know, I can't, uh, unfortunately, just can't make any of this a huge priority anymore and uh, there's a certain subset of people that is actually probably thrilled with this news and um, you know that's everybody has their haters so it is what it is Um, that being said you know comes with a couple of caveats and a couple of things basically there's two things that I still have my hands in at this point and that is the OCWA, which has had a strange couple of years. But uh, what we're doing this year is just packing it all into one weekend. Um, Skibby style, but even more condensed. I think we're really just going to do one big time day, make it into a party, reunion of sorts. And um, yeah, just kind of crown a champion. Uh, things have been weird for the OCWA. Like I mentioned, you know, COVID happened. We couldn't all get together. And then, um, you know, our our beloved field is now uh, gone. So really just waiting until uh, Ryan buys his house so we can have BGP 2.0. But until that time, we're going to carry on. Everybody still, you know, has that, like, somewhat love of the game but guys just can't do it nationally anymore and we saw it last year I was pretty confident that those guys were gonna make it and everybody was like nope can't do it can't do it can't do it it's like huh well all right so I guess this is it and you know 
teamed up with AWA last year, made a run, finished third or wherever we finished. So, you know, it's, that's going to be the end. And, and, you know, AWAA is now on pause, for lack of a better term as well. Um, you know, Jimmy's got some pretty major life stuff going on. So, you know, happy for him. And um, when he's done with all that, he'll be back and better than ever, honestly. I mean, the, the ideas that he has are really endless. But um, for now... And, you know, not to speak for him, you can ask him, but for now, I think he's going to focus on um, ECW and, you know, doing UFs with the meets and um, all the stuff up in Vermont with Slam T1D, which they have a lot of really interesting and, and, and you know, good ideas going forward as well. So, um you know, upstate wiffle ball having a little bit of a down moment, but I'm hoping the ECW kind of carries us through and will survive. Uh, that being said, um, so OCWA is addressed. <laughs> we're we're alive. We're staying around. Just not going to be that national league anymore. Um. Now the second thing I have my hand in is the NWA tournament, and this is the one that kind of you know this whole announcement is for is that i'm done with the nwa tournament um and i'm not trying to leave on a bad note i i don't want to you know i'm not here to flame people i'm not here to you know destroy anybody on the committee um but it's just something that i can't spend my time on because it's something that I know that I'm not going to be able to go to, um, and it, and in reality, you know, some of the things that are going on are you know, not exactly stuff that I would do. But it's neither here nor there. So all that being said, um, let's start off with some you know happy happy moments and happy things that went on in my time on the committee uh been on the committee since i think 2014 2013 maybe i don't even remember the first tournament was 2012 so 2014 was my first year um in that time you know we've seen the absolute highs of this tournament and you know some kind of lean years and um you know, I'm, I'm really happy to say that I got to work with Galloway and kind of see what he was able to do um, and really be one of the driving forces behind regionals. Um, I think although that's gone and although there were, there were issues with that system, um, I think that in general it was a success and it really, you know, drummed up a lot of support and pulled leagues in that, you know, didn't really think they, didn't really know what they had and, uh, you know, made them into great leagues or, or even like, you know, want to attend tournaments or want to travel. You know, all these things I think were beneficial. Um, and then when Galloway left, you know, we had to scramble the, the remaining committee you know, we we didn't have a location for a long time, 
And then, um, you know, Sessions stepped up, moved us to Morenci, and Morenci had its faults, but Sessions was the guy, you know, who, who saved the tournament. Without him, this tournament isn't still around, in my opinion. And then, you know, Morenci came and went. Sessions had, you know, his own life stuff that he's now off the committee for the same reasons that I will be. Um, but... You know, we, we had uh, Dudas and the Circle City guys step up and then, you know, Jake Davey step up on an interim basis in the COVID year. Um, and I, I think the past couple of years have been kind of trial by fire. You know, Davey and Dudas kind of getting thrown in and Rudy, I shouldn't ignore him, um, getting thrown into the deep end on this. And... Um, running fairly successful tournaments i don't see a reason you know i i don't think these were the worst tournaments that we've ever run um i do think there were issues uh as there is with any first year i mean hell the first galloway year we had in a church we scheduled up against we scheduled like with the london wiffle ball tournament and we played pool play games until 2 30 in the morning on saturday night i mean it was that was crazy uh, the first Morency year was not really... It, it was hard. That was a hard year. Um, I think it nearly killed Sam. Uh, our our scorekeeping uh, was a fiasco. I, kind of everything about it. There were, there were, there were high points for sure, um, but there was a lot of improvement to be had. But you know what happened when we gave them a chance and gave them two more years, improvements were made. I mean, the last year of that tournament ran super smooth. Um, and I thought we had built a lot of momentum going into that year, and then, obviously, things happen, and he was done. So I think going forward, for Dudas and Rudy and those guys at CCW, I think their first year was about as successful as a, of a first year as we've had. And I think that fine-tuning things going forward and um, making sure that, you know, people are... making sure that you're providing the little things of the tournament um, is really what keeps pulling people back. I mean, yes, the competition is amazing. Yes, the camaraderie is good. All of these things are great. But I think providing the little things that a little bit were missing last year, I think are very important. And I think going forward, that's going to be the plan. And, you know, there are some exciting things in the works for this year. Not as exciting as what was in the works that I won't divulge. But um, sadly, you know, it, it, there's still some exciting things going on. And I, I am very... Um, optimistic going forward for this tournament that being said um the you know the reasons why i'm out are kind of twofold the first is as i mentioned before i simply don't have the time to dedicate to this tournament anymore and it's something that i think as a committee we're struggling with a little bit right now um you know, you see a guy like me or like Sam who has two kids um, 
guys who at one point in time in this tournament were in, you know, pretty leading roles. Um, and we were, I, you know, that, that's not to say that either of us were ever like the only person doing everything like Galloway. No, 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 no. Since Galloway has left, that hasn't happened. It's always been a team effort. It's always been, you know, a team of at least four active people saying, okay, you do this, I'll do this, uh, this other person orders all the things, this other person basically is the tournament director, right? If you look at it that way, um, you know, I would say that, if you look at it that way, I would say that um, Sam and I currently are very busy. (laughs) Having one kid... Um, is something that you just devote your entire life to. Having two kids is 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 maniacal. You know, best of luck to him. <laughs> uh, that's that's that would that would be the end for me. Is uh, two and out. Um, but anyway, so you look at those two, and immediately you're saying, okay, busy. Um, you're looking at Dudas baseball coach, uh, Jake Davey, baseball player, you know, um, Rudy, I think does some coaching. A lot of guys right now are just too busy. And this is, I think what needs to be one of the priorities going forward. And we're going to move into a little bit of trying to be constructive criticism is that this tournament when successful, when when we had our highest of highs, always had one person who was not playing, who would never even consider playing, who was just running the tournament. That was their only job, was to oversee the tournament. And yes, I understand that last year, Rudy and Dudas kind of shared that job. And once they were out, you know, they were able to do it. Uh, Davey the year before. But when we really ran smooth, smooth tournaments was when a guy like Sessions or a guy like Galloway was completely devoted to just running the tournament. I mean, a guy like Sessions, yeah, he has some WSEM ties, but he's not devoted to them. You know, that's, that's not really his league. He was more interested in putting on a good tournament for the players. And while I'm, while I'm not trying to say that, you know, Davey, when he ran it, or Dudas or Rudy, I'm not trying to say that those guys are putting their teams ahead of the tournament. But I'm saying that when you have to split your responsibilities like that, you are not giving your full attention to either one and you're going to suffer for it. Your team is not going to be that good as we saw last year and the year before. And your tournament is going to miss some little things or have some bumps in the road that are just that would just be smoother if somebody was sitting there and saying, oh, okay, this is how we fix this. And it all moves in real time. Um, now... I don't know who that person could be. Um, if, you know, off the top of my head, if Texas Tim were to say, hey, I'm interested in doing this, I think you give it to him because that guy has a, has a long, long, long history of saying, 
you know, of, of, of putting on great tournaments. And I think that, you know, the format can be whatever. It doesn't really matter. We've changed the format so many times over the years. We try and keep it interesting. You know, it's, it's all trying to handle players, uh, complaints or, you know, ideas with also balancing, um, the need to keep all the teams and, um, you know, balancing really good, you know, hyper-competitive leagues with leagues who are kind of just there to have fun and see how they stack up, right? It's, it's all about balancing that. But I think he could put on a really good show, and I think he knows how to make a tournament very streamlined, and I think that, um, you know, he can, he really could do a good job. But... That being said, a lot of people could do the job of being the tournament director and solo tournament director. And I'm not trying to, again, 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 if Dudas or Rudy or whoever's listening to this and getting all pissed off, I'm not trying to flame you. What I'm trying to do is say that we need more help. More hands make less work. This is always true. And if you are having to think about tournament stuff while you're having to set a lineup or make changes or fucking play in a game, you're not, it's, 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 you're just going to wear yourself out by the end of the weekend. Ask Rudy, ask Dudas. They were dead by the end of that weekend. Um, so that's my first piece of constructive criticism. And, and, you know, one of the reasons that I can't be in, um, Here's the second. Originally, we had thought that moving to September was going to be a better option for the players, for everybody involved. And last year, I think it was received very well because, yes, it was still hot, but it wasn't, you know, 100 degrees. It was 86, but it wasn't 100. Um, And September has a more natural feel than July does. The July tournament has always kind of... I'll, I'll give you the history behind it. Um, originally, when this tournament was founded in 2012, the idea was to pair it with the London Wiffleball Tournament. That's why it was in Columbus, Ohio, or, or wherever it was. It was basically in a church in Columbus. Uh, it was about 20 minutes, half an hour from London. And the idea was that the teams would come... A lot of them played in London. We played in London. And then we came back and started our pool play on Saturday night. And that plan lasted one year. We were loosely affiliated with it, with it the second year. Um, teams you know, brought extra guys to go play in that tournament, and then they would come coach or play or whatever. The second year, it was a loose affiliation. And then after that, starting in 2014, it was not even sometimes it wasn't even on the same weekend so that's why the july date started and in reality what i thought was keeping it there was tradition right it seemed like okay you know this is a july tournament this is this is when we have it um you know let's just say okay we're gonna keep it here and that's what we did in Morency. Morency didn't have any, you know, didn't really care when it was. Sessions didn't really care when it was. They had certain dates that they couldn't do, but, you know, July was always there. And then 
we moved it again. And because of COVID, it ended up taking place in September. And that was really well received by a lot of people. I don't really know one player that says, I enjoy playing in July in the dead of summer than I enjoy playing more in July than in September. I haven't heard that from one player. In fact, um, so before I get into that point, um, last year had it in September. This year, we moved it up to July. Now, the original idea behind the move back to July was... It was a huge thing. It was going to be a huge thing. And unfortunately, that thing fell through. And I'm not going to divulge what it is. Certain people may know. It doesn't really matter. That thing is gone. I understand that we said that, hey, we're putting it in July. Um, Thing fell through kind of at like the 10th hour. Um, What are we going to do? To me, I think the answer would probably be September. And that's for a couple of reasons. Is that the first thing I heard when we moved it to July is none of the players want this. All of the players want this in September. And unfortunately, I know of several leagues that are either going with diminished rosters or not going at all because of the move. Um brought this up a couple of times, got pushback on it um, because of schedules being more free in the summer for certain people. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. I want to be fully clear that there is nothing wrong with that. Here's my issue. Here's my issue with that statement. though. It's not entirely true. And I don't fuck around with bullshit. I, I, I want to be extremely, I want everybody to be extremely open and honest with at all times. If you're if I can smell bullshit, you're immediately I immediately know you're lying to me and it makes you a little bit of a snake in the grass and I I I, I don't like that. And I'm not necessarily trying to flame anybody here, but let's just say that in July, most leagues are in the middle of their season, especially in the middle of July. Some leagues are at the beginning of their season. Like if you're a collegiate league, if you're, I shouldn't say collegiate league, if you're a league full of college kids, right? You know, you're getting home in early May and then you're starting your wiffle season around Memorial Day. I mean, you're a month in once you get to July and then you're going to go to this tournament that historically is a bit of a grind and a bit tough on arms. Um... You know, the end of your season is going to suck. If you hold this tournament in September, most seasons are over, especially the ones of college kids because there's back in school. Now, I'm not saying we have a lot of collegiate leagues. That's, a, that's one of the things that I think this tournament needs to focus on going forward is getting younger again. But what I will say is that at the end of the season, everybody is ready for some sort of championship. I mean, think about it. If your playoffs are in August or September and you also go to UFs, you have two months off. Why not fill that gap with this tournament? I think it worked really well last year. I think that it's, you know, for 
for the guys that I know, for the meets purposes, it really helped them. You know, it helped them know exactly where they stood and it kept them fresh. And I think that that's important. <laughs> but the, the, the thing that I'm saying is that I understand that in your personal lives, you may be more free in the summer. I understand how that's possible. For me, that's not exactly correct, but I understand there are certain people that are more open in the summer. I also understand that that leagues are happening then, and a lot of the focus for these guys is their leagues. Their leagues take up a lot of their time, and now we're saying that, oh, we have like a month to plan this tournament. Oh, shit, what have we done? Nothing. Oh, cool. And that's kind of the third point I wanted to bring up is that looking at other tournaments or looking at even other leagues, United Wiffle has been probably meeting every month. They may have taken some time off after the last tournament, but they put out a format and everything um, early on in this year, early enough where I would say, yeah, they've been meeting and discussing this for a long time. Even think about a, a, a single weekend league like Skibby. They start their free agency in like October and their, their league or tournament or whatever you want to call it is Memorial Day weekend. So there's a lot of planning there. There are, I think, eight of us on the committee now, and we have not been on a call since February, I want to say, maybe even January. And look, you know, I understand that there is a, you know, this is the this is the 11th time we've had this tournament. Uh, I understand that there is a formula to how this all works. That being said, you can't just trust the formula because the formula is not perfect. And this is what I've been saying for a long, long time. As a tournament, if you are not actively getting better, you are dying. As a wiffle ball league, if you are not actively getting better, you are dying. I have been a part of both. (laughs) And I just want to say that Yes, there are improvements that are going to happen this year. I don't know how much of that the players are really going to to see or notice. And in reality, those are the ones we have to keep happy. I know that there's some exciting things happening that will potentially get more eyeballs on all of this. And ultimately, that's a good thing for the sport, for the tournament, etc. But... If we don't provide a good experience to the players, then they are not going to return. And this year, this is the first year where I have heard from a lot of people saying, meh, maybe I'll go. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, nobody from our league is going. Nobody from AWAA. uh, Well, I shouldn't say that. A lot of those guys that played on the team last year are now free agents again. So go nuts. Get to recruiting. Um, but it's not just the those guys. There are several other leagues, prominent leagues, 
where people are just saying, nah, we're not going to do it. And I don't blame them personally. I, I think that, you know, a lot of factors and a lot of things about this tournament that have happened um, over the entire course, but really since Galloway left, have left players feeling kind of left out. And it's something that I've always tried to say to people I talk to is, I'm an open book. I will tell you whatever you want to know. Because in the way that I see it, what's to hide? There's no reason to hide any decision that the committee makes or anything, you know, any sort of things. And I understand that I've been a little evasive in this, in this, you know, podcast. Um, and it's because like, I don't really want to step, step on the toes of some of these guys. And I'm really not trying to, you know, break any hearts or friendships or whatever. I'm just trying to give my honest opinions about what has happened, what I see going forward and what potential problems are. And I hope to God that somebody listens. (laughs) And I think that's been my role for the last couple of years, regardless. And yeah, a lot of the times, you know, the advice gets taken into effect, but sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, I'm not always right, but I'm not often wrong. (laughs) So, but yes, I, you know, Galloway and and that's kind of where I took that attitude from when Galloway was running this whole thing. Uh, it was open book. I mean, everything, everything that we did was like voted on by the whole tournament. I mean, one rep from every league. We had a rules call every year. The old guys will know all of this and will recognize that like, yeah, things are, yeah, not like that anymore. And it's true. Sadly, it's true. So those are really my constructive criticisms and I'll list them out right now you need a tournament director somebody who is dedicated to it somebody who is going to not play not have any allegiances not give a fuck about watching really watching any of the games um, until right at the end all those things Um, you need to listen to the players specifically about scheduling and you need to be honest with yourself about what your schedule actually is third thing is you need to be transparent transparency is the key to all of this there's no reason to hide any decision or anything from the players the players need to know what is going on because ultimately they're going to be the ones that it affects so with all of that being said i really hope i didn't piss off any of the committee members but unfortunately that's what i do (laughs) um And look, you know, if anybody ever, if they want to keep me around just to spitball or give ideas or, you know, weigh in on topics, I would, I would be fine with that. I would actually enjoy that role. It's kind of the role I've had for the last couple of years anyway. Um, But, you know, I just can't devote my time to it. Um all that roster stuff, all that stuff. I can't, I just can't, I don't have the capacity to do it anymore. Um, and I feel, and, and really what the problem is, is that I feel bad taking up a spot 
um, and not really doing a whole lot and not being there. Um, you know, I've always kind of harped on the best availability, the best ability for this committee is availability. Um, and it's something that I haven't been able to do for the last couple of years. And I, I, I do regret that. Um, and I just don't really want any hard feelings, but I just feel like I can't provide going forward. And I understand that this was a very me-centric episode, but you know what? Fuck you. If you <laughs> Why don't you talk about yourself then? Sign up for Holy Commutes. Um, yeah, I understand this is a me-centric episode, um, but I really felt like getting a lot of that out in the open. Um, I'm not trying to damage the tournament, although I feel like people are going to take it that way. Um, but I would be willing to bet that for as many people that might say, oh, these comments are very damaging, um, there's going to be probably more that say, yeah, you pretty much nailed everything. So, (laughs) Um, with all that being said, I'm very proud of what we were able to do with this tournament over the years. I think that, um, you know, keeping it alive post-Galloway and not being able to, you know, just freely spend money and... uh, working under a reduced budget and still giving a, a good quality product. Um, I'm very proud that we were able to do all of that. And I think that we are in very good hands going forward. I'm very excited um, about a lot of the new additions. Um, I know that these are guys who really love the sport, um, are in it for the betterment of the game, and will will really lend a lot of helping hands when the time comes. So I I, I am very confident in, in what I'm leaving and I feel like I can't um I can't help them more than they can help themselves at this point. And um you know it's it's sad to be leaving. It it, it really is. It's something that I've looked, you know, it's something that I've done for eight years now. And, um, you know, it's something that, you know, you devote a lot of time to and you really put a lot of effort in and, um, you know, you get that one weekend a year where it all pays off. And, um, you know, I'm just really, really happy to be able to have been in side of the end of boy tournament for as long as I was. So with all that being said, I'm going to, you know, spend time with my kid and do some golfing and, uh, try and make, um, the OCWA, uh, into what it really should be again. Um, and not drop my responsibilities on that and, you know, just kill (laughs) and just kill Bush. Um, you know, those are all things I'm really not trying to do anymore. Um, I, I believe that, you know, we are a good league and we should be, you know, better going forward. So with all that being said, I'm going to, uh, sign off, but I may come back. I may not. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be invited back given how um, NWLA committee heavy this uh, group of hosts is. Um, you know, I just want to shout them all out. I appreciate 
them giving me the airwaves. Um, oh, I forgot one of the major le- reasons that I'm leaving. I completely forgot about this until I got to the end and I was about to thank his ass. Um, Carl Coffey should be on the committee. I understand what he did was wrong, but he's paid for it. And this is a guy who loves wiffle ball, who's the voice. He should be on the committee. I don't even think he's interested anymore. I think that, you know, a few years of being rebuffed kind of got to him. And, you know, this is a prideful man, um, but he should be in. And that's, I, I always kind of saw that as wrong. So um, <clears throat> anyway, with all of that, I know I pissed some people off with that too. With all of that, I, um, I'll sign off now. I've talked your ear off for 36 minutes now. Uh, one of my longer podcasts. This is my longest commute, and I'm here now. So I will talk to you all in the future. Um, go out, play some wiffle, you know, do good things, throw hard, hit bombs, all that good stuff. All right, that's out. See you.